The price has never been The stakes have never been greater. And the danger has never been more real. We're joined tonight by Katie Lee, a woman who represents all that is good and right in a sport that has fallen off the rails and seemingly lost its way. The human toll and the loss of life in this sport is staggering. A sport where many considered a joke at best and pornographic at worst. Join me for an unfiltered look into the world of competitive female bodybuilding from one of the top names in the business, Katie Lee. Katie, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to have this all-important topic of it is a, uh, a quite frankly, Katie, uh, be honest with you, it is a hot button topic. I will tell you, um, in the interest of full disclosure, I want to tell you, I invited Annie Rivecchio to be on the show tonight. I also invited Colette Jamon. I keep forgetting her last name. Colette. Yes. Big girl. <laughs> yeah. She flatly refused to appear with okay. a couple of expletives. Um. Okay. And Rivecchio, I, I have the feeling, uh, didn't want to appear because uh, she knew where the conversation was going to go. Uh, and we will, uh, let's just, you know, I am, uh, and everybody who knows, they watch the show. A lot of people watch this show. And thank you for the two million downloads. Um, they will tell you that I, I'm a no bullshit kind of guy. I go right for the jugular. So mm -hmm. here's the deal. I'm a fan of, I will tell you quite frankly, I'm a fan of the sport. I, I followed it from the early days, its early inception, way back to people, you know, think it, it began in 75, 76 with Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger mm -hmm. and the um, Pumping Iron movie, you know, Pumping mm -hmm. Iron to Women. My date probably precedes that by about 15 years. I'm 62. And I remember people like Mildred Burke, who was a female wrestler mm. and very jacked mm -hmm. for the time. We're talking about the 40s and 50s, where wow. you didn't see women with biceps. And if you did, you questioned whether, in fact, it was a woman or not, quite frankly. Right. Um, right. The, the world of female bodybuilding, however, as an organized sport, you must admit is relatively new, probably 25 or so years, maybe 20, 25 years. Uh -huh. How did it get from the competitive stage level sport field to where, and I'm just going to go for it right at the beginning of the show, to where women are having to basically do porn movies to support their lifestyle. And let's yeah. just be honest about it. Let, I, gotta, I have to say something in full disclosure. Um, there's no problem with the men gaining sponsorship money. And mm -hmm. I understand why some women may, may feel like they have to go that route. Um, I have other mm -hmm. avenues I can make money for them. But uh, mm -hmm. for whatever reason the porn business gravitated to female bodybuilders like ants to an ice cream cone on the ground yeah so what happened here katie first of all welcome to the show and thank you for being here yes thank you let's for just having get me. right into it kid <laughs> yeah 
Um, I mean, it's it's a personal choice at the end of the day. If that's what you choose to, to make money, then that's, you know, that's your choice. I don't judge women on that. I personally do not go that route. I don't uh, just morally, you know, I have values, my family. It's just not how I was raised. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I don't judge any other women. If that's what they have to do, that's what they have to do. You know, you got to pay your bills. You got to do what you got to do. Um, yeah. I'm not... I'm not sure why it kind of took that route, um, but I think it had to do with maybe the demand. Um, so as female buildings and maybe girls saw it and realized they didn't like it that much, you know, like the more they saw yeah. it, they're like, oh, wow, I actually am drawn to this. Like I am for some reason just, you know, fixated on it. So I think it started to just grow, grow, grow. And then, of course, you know, you have girls, oh, can you just send me pictures of, you know, you just flexing? So you're like, oh, okay, flexing is okay. Yeah, we'll send you a picture. Yeah. And then they start to push it a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then the next thing you know, they're in hotel rooms. They're doing Yeah. Wow, like, that's pretty intense, you know. And again, it's not my thing. I, I have not dove into that side of the industry. Um, but I do know a yeah. lot of girls who do. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's interesting. You heard me say at the beginning of the show that you are a woman who is uh, who represents everything that's that's good and right with the sport. I, I chose you to be on the show along with the other people I chose who, by the way, in the interest of full disclosure, in case you're just joining us and Revecchio um, turned us down. I guess she's too happy with muscleangels.com uh, or whatever that thing is. Right. And Colette, whose last name I still fuck up, uh, yeah. who looks like a block of meat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's we're going to talk about her, too, because yeah. I'm going to I'm not I don't you'll know something about me very quickly. You're going to become my best bud. I'll tell you why, because I'm unfiltered. Unfiltered. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. Let's talk about how you're able, first of all, how you're able to make a living, number one, but how you're able to sustain your training, your um, your lifestyle. You, I mean, you. it's not something that you can just stop doing. Right. Because then your body has serious repercussions health-wise if you just stop. You can wean off of bodybuilding, but it's like a drug. You can't stop cold turkey. What what uh, methods and means are you using to supplement your income? Because I know that you're not doing any porn, and I know you're not doing any of that crap. So, what do you? How does Katie Lee make things work in 2020? So I did start my own business in 2018, March of 2018. Um, personal training. I do nutritional programs for clients. I do their programs according to their goals. So they want to put on muscle, lose weight, um, just be a bodybuilder, not be a bodybuilder, just be a normal woman that's toned. Like I get all walks of life. So that's pretty much where 90% of my income comes from is just the personal training. Um, I do work with uh, HD physiques, which is somewhat along the lines I think of um, I guess it's not, it's not muscle angels. I don't even want to compare the two because he's so much. Yeah. 
I know exactly who HD physiques um, are. Uh, I will say yeah. this about HD physiques. They are tongue in cheek. They, uh, and I, I've seen some of their product. I have actually, I have a little surprise and you'll find out right now. I actually know somebody who works with the company. I'm not going to tell you who, because then I won't okay. get my free stuff. Right, right. So I like free gotcha. stuff and I'm not going to dime them out. So here's the thing. HD Physiques is an interesting company because it does supply you an income. It does keep you working, but they, they're tongue-in-cheek, as I said. It's not overt porn. It is not, in fact, it's not pornographic at all. Uh, arm wrestling, some light fetish stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. But that's about it. So I, my hat's off to HD Physique for giving the women a, an outlet to make some money in lieu of sponsor money. We're going to talk about that right now because that's a, a hot button issue. As I said earlier, the men can snap their finger and get sponsor money. They can, they can look at a sponsor and get sponsor money. Women, can, they don't have that luxury. Women are considered a joke. They're considered freaks. They are, they are still... Like it or not, women bodybuilders are still the freak show of the sports world. Uh -huh. But yet, it's okay to see a volleyball player in the Olympics uh -huh. with muscle. It's okay to see a gymnast in the Olympics with muscle. Uh -huh. and all this is okay. But heaven forbid a uh -huh. woman walks onto a stage in a bikini and starts you know, flexing. Uh -huh. Then there's a problem. Right, yeah. Talk, talk to me about the hypocrisy or the dichotomy thereof. Yeah. Have at I'm it, not... kid. <laughs> I, Just call me Dr. Know... Angelo. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, Doc. I think there's a on uh, maybe women not being able to have muscle. I think it's just, oh, guys are just the ones with muscle, you know, and you had, you know, Corey Everson, who was considered, you know, a bodybuilder, you know, she was considered a woman with muscle, but you look at her sure. now compared to girls and she looks like a bikini competitor, maybe a figure on a good day, just as far as the muscular tone and yeah. density and leanness. So it's just come a really long way. And yeah. I'm just- Can I tell you who I used to know? I think you'll find this from the women. I think you'll find this interesting. I'll tell you who I used to know. I, you'll get a kick out of it. Her name was Sue Price. Mm -hmm. You remember Sue Price? Now, Sounds very familiar. She did a film called Nemesis. If you ever saw that film Nemesis, mm -hmm. check it out sometime. It's called Nemesis. Okay. She actually did the, uh, the director of the film series. He's a big female bodybuilding fan, and he used female bodybuilders in all four of his movies. The first one was a Sue Price. It was called Nemesis. Um, but she was a, a blonde-haired woman. She still is, in fact. But even now, at 57 years of age, she's still healthy-looking. She's not uh -huh. jacked up. She's not, like, roided out. She's uh -huh. a healthy-looking 57-year-old woman. Uh -huh. The problem that I think society has, and you addressed it a moment ago, is this, uh, the, the freak element, the, um, the sideshow element, 
the, you know, the, the, the woman who walks down the street and you go like, do one of these jobs, yeah. you know, is, is it, or, you know, is, is he or is she, you know? Right. <laughs> so let's talk about that, Katie. Yeah. Um, I, I think it just comes from, I guess the women making a choice to take it too far. Um, I just come from a place of, you know, my coach dressed training and nutrition. We didn't even mention drugs until I was prepping for my pro card. Um, so I was in the gym probably a solid four years before I even knew about anything. And then in those four years, of course, I'm seeing Instagram, I'm seeing these girls, I'm seeing everything kind of unfold in front of my eyes. And I'm like, wow, like, I wonder if I'll ever get there. I wonder if I'll ever get to that level. But fast forward, you know, four or five years, and it's just, it was put on by just training. It was put on by just strict. So let me ask you now, then it's, it's put on by training and, you know, and, you know, you spent more than a couple of days in the gym is pretty clear. Uh, (laughs) That's what I can say is I certainly, I don't want to say outperform other females because I'm not saying that they don't work hard either, but I can guarantee you that I've never really met another female that trains the way that I train. And and it's just, well, and I will, um, not, not that my opinion means anything, but I will tell you having read, uh, some reviews on Katie Lee today, uh, in fact, a lot of them, uh, you are considered the most, I want, I wrote it down, the most physically, aesthetically appealing. I had to write that shit down, okay? It's, it's a the most twist. physically, aesthetically appealing, number one. Number two, I am told, whatever this means, that you have the world's best peaks. Yes. Okay. So you don't have to demonstrate. I, I figured I, I probably know what peaks are. It sounds yeah. dirty, too. My Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sounds dirty. But but here's the thing, though. To train to be a bodybuilder, to train just to get in shape, or just to, to stay tuned, as you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. all of this requires that some level of discipline must be imposed. Mm-hmm. So... When do you make the decision that I'm going to go balls to the walls with this and I want to be, you know, jacked up and I want to have muscles and all this kind of stuff? When does that happen? How does that conversation take place? But say that one more time. I'm sorry. You're, you're, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, as I said, you know, there are, uh, people enter this at different phases. Some want to be, you know, bodybuilders and some want to stay in shape or just be tuned. Mm-hmm. What, at what point, how does the conversation go that I want to have muscles? I want to be big. When does yeah, that occur? My first, my first. So I got into the gym and I just, I just started working out. I didn't really know what I was doing. I had no structure. Um, I ended up actually meeting um, a pro bodybuilder who ended up being Mr. Olympia one day down the road. Um, He got me into bodybuilding. Basically, he told me that I had potential. I didn't see it in myself. I had no idea what he was even looking at. But he said, hey, if you really dedicate yourself to this, I really could see you being, you know, on the back. And he said, you category and I'm like okay well categories were these so I'm looking at each category I'm trying to figure out which one I want to fall into and I don't do high heels I just don't I'm already 5'7 I'm already kind of tall enough so I just don't ever do heels 
and I'm not like a super girly girl, so I couldn't see myself doing bikini or figure. So well, let me stop time. you there for a minute. Hold on a second there, girlfriend. Let me stop you there. Because it's funny. I'm glad you said you're not a girly girl. Because I found out that that wasn't always true at one point in your life. <laughs> I found so, there were. Let me tell you something. There were plenty of people willing to tell tales on Katie Lee. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. They tell me that you were, in fact, when you were a little girl, a girly girl, and that you were quite shy when you were a little, little kid. But then you discovered high school sports, and it's been yeah. never hasn't been uh, turn your head back uh, since day one. You balls to the walls. That's what they tell me about you. The person who told yeah. me this knows you well, and I'm not going to dime them out either, because <laughs> I got my, I have to keep my sources, kid. Right, but right. I am told that when you were a little girl, that you were quite the girly girl. You didn't like getting dirty. You didn't like the big thing was Katie Lee didn't like getting her hands dirty. Mm -hmm. Sort of. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> and that high school sports was never looked back after that it was balls to the wall. So when did uh, the wallflower become the wall? <laughs> I think it was. Probably middle school into early high school. I found basketball. I was a huge basketball player. I thought that's what I was going to be when I grew up. So I was always an athlete. I had that baseline athletic ability. So that's why, I mean, bodybuilding was kind of just natural for me. I mean, I liked the the challenge. I loved just, you know, saw Dana Lynn Bailey. She was the first women's physique uh, poster girl, you know. So sure. I'm just looking at her like, wow, like, I love the way her shoulders look. She's super lean, muscular. So that's really the the first person that I saw that I was like, wow, it, physique is it for me. I don't want any other category. It's balance of femininity and muscle. Um, and I don't want to go female bodybuilding hardcore because I just don't want to take it that far personally. Right. Um, so physique was perfect for me. It allowed me to be big and muscular. And I had, I had arms in the fifth grade. Okay. I was teased most of my life for it. So mm -hmm. now it's actually reversed because I would try to hide it when I was little. Now yeah. it's like, it's out there like bam like I can actually show it off you know not be ashamed of it like so now it's I used to get like you know made fun of and now I get worshipped so it's very weird but <laughs> it's an it's an interesting uh it's an interesting uh, dichotomy lifting hard and heavy yeah here's the thing though um it's an interesting dichotomy uh when uh when you make the decision to go oh there you go I saw a finger. <laughs> when you make the decision to go full out and this is what you want to do, to keep yourself from getting that blocky look, that, mm -hmm. that puffy look, or what they call now the swole look, which I, that's another thing we'll talk mm -hmm. about because I don't understand what that shit's all about either. But there, apparently there are, people, there are people going for this look called... Mm -hmm. The puffy or swole look. Expl what is that? Like, I do you know what this is? Like, what this is all about? I, I'm guessing they just want to emphasize size and mass because I think that's a lot of what those you know guys maybe want to 
the bigger the girl can get, the better. They want, because that's what they would always tell me, please get bigger, please get bigger, please get bigger. And I'm like, I mean, I'm just enjoying the process. Like, I'm not doing this for you. I'm really doing it for myself. So the way that I trained, well, of course, yeah, I was going to get Well, you said something important just now. You said something really, really important. I'm going to stop you there for a second. You said you're doing this for yourself. Okay. There are people, and you know this to be true. There are people in your profession that are not doing this for themselves. They're doing this for other people, and they're doing it for other reasons. Mostly financial, uh, some personal, some out of spite for whatever reason. And I know a couple of people doing that. Mm-hmm. But how do you separate yourself? Hello. There you go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, did I piss her off already? <laughs> no. <laughs> My phone fell down. I moved it. Okay. Uh, but here's the thing, though. And at, at some point, you know, you you make the distinct the distinction between getting super crazy and just being healthy. Now, right. what do you personally do for you since you're doing this for you? What do you do to separate yourself from the flock? I I just be myself. I, I mean, I think a lot of these girls, they kind of try too hard or they push the envelope a little bit too hard. And yeah. they want everything like right then and there. They're like, oh, I see this, you know, girl and I want her, her arms. And instead of taking the six, seven, eight, nine years it's taken me to get where I am, they yeah. want it right then and there. And it's just, a lot of it's genetics. You know, let's be honest. A lot of it is genetics. I had arms. Oh, and I'm yeah. Of course, I'm going to throw to have. 18 inch arms like duh well it's good sense katie you're fortunate because uh again like as we said you know you were an athlete in high school you played basketball you're a tall girl we should point that out you're you're a tall a tall woman um a woman not girl excuse me (laughs) you're a tall woman but here's the thing though here's the thing and there's again the distinction being made between somebody who has genetics and enhances those natural genetics and somebody that just takes a uh, a vial full and just enhances, forget the genetics, they're just jacking up. One such person is, and I'm going to out the person now because I know that she's doing and I know what she's doing. it's a woman named Colleen, uh, not Colleen, uh, Colette. She is a French woman mm-hmm. named Colette Jamon or whatever the hell her name is. Anyway, whoever it is, she looks like a hermaphrodite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She has a uh, distended clitoris that looks like a penis. Mm-hmm. She looks like a uh, a man with tits. Let's just be honest with it. Let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. She yeah. looks like she is a sick looking woman. And I don't mean sick as in the good way, sick. I mean, she looks like a sick. She looks yeah. like there's something wrong with her. There's, uh, yeah, like a mutant of some sort. <laughs> well, she's, she's shooting up steroids is what she's doing. Yeah, and that is what Big I think is the distinction between me and other girls is you can put me next to them and it's like night and day. You know, it's like, yeah, oh we're God. both muscular, but I mean, facial features, I mean, just everything is, and I, I really think that's what it is. I don't know how else, maybe my genetics, yes, I will say we have different genetics, but mm-hmm. I just do not, I have not 
done, like I haven't taken that road. So I, and even if I did, cause a lot of people think that I do. So I'm like thinking to myself, wow, like if I really did run a cycle, I would literally be King Kong. Like people would be able yeah. to see the difference. Like, oh, we thought she was on it before, but now look at her like, duh, of course. Well, you know, now. I wish I could see the distinction, but I, of course I'm not doing that to myself. So I'm not going to prove to people anything. Yeah. But, that's really well, fun. I'll tell you, Katie, let's talk about that. Let's explore that and let's expound upon it because there are a couple of people uh, that were brought to my attention that I want to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. I had no knowledge of who these people were until just recently. There is a woman I'm looking at her name. It is Renee Tony. Yeah. She's an African-American woman. Hmm. Who has 27 inch biceps. That's bigger that, than that is literally bigger than Hulk Hogan. Okay. Yeah. That's her own probably. <laughs> but here's 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 the kicker. And and again, I'm gonna out them if they're if they're juicing. Yeah. She claims to be natural <sighs> with 27 inch biceps. Okay. If you've believed that, Katie, I got some swampland in Hoboken, New Jersey, for you. Right, it's like unbelievable. Like I yeah. don't know why. You so now, it. <laughs> are they lying to the public? Are they lying to themselves? And if they are, why? I why 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 do why insult somebody's intelligence like that? I, I think it's, it's denial. Just, you know, just denial. I, I feel denial. Like, like they are. Are just, you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> not accepting it and not being honest with themselves. You know, you're you're like, hey, there you, you go. do have girls that will take it and they'll be like, yeah, I take it. And so what? So you're like, OK, cool. I can't say anything to her. She's being honest. Let her do her thing. Who cares? She's not hurting anybody. But yeah. the people that constantly deny, deny, deny when you're like, lady, I come on. Come on. You can't play a player. OK, we all yeah. know <laughs> that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just don't be ashamed of it either. You know, if you're doing it and you're ashamed of it, then that's that's a problem. That's more of an sure. problem that you need to deal with that you cannot accept. And, you your know, and that, that's a really good point. If that's a really good point. If you're ashamed of anything that you're doing, I got a simple solution for you. Right. Don't fucking do it. Right. Right. Okay. If you can't do it. it and share it with people, then why are you even doing it? And then if that's the case, you're trying to hide it. You're just hiding it from yourself. You're making yourself look stupid in front of people, which I'm sure you don't want to do. And, you know, again, if you're going to do it, just say you do it. Okay, cool. Send them to Dr. Angelo. I'll fix them right up. <laughs> like, it's just... Fix it them right up. <laughs> let's, okay, let's, let us talk now about... Um, we got to talk about this... And I saw this documentary. And I didn't quite understand what all the hubbub was until I researched it. Uh, the, a competition that died a slow, painful death many years ago called the Sisters of Iron. Are you familiar with this? Hmm, yes, it does ring a bell. Okay. Um, the documentary I saw uh, followed a, a, a group of female bodybuilders into their the very last competition of what was called the Sisters of Iron um, circuit or, or a competitive mm -hmm. contest, whatever, however you want to call it. Um, and they were extraordinarily sad and they looked, they genuinely seemed like they were losing a part of their family and, and not able to see all these other people. Um, when you have a group like that that dies a slow death, 
that was doing everything right seemingly. And on the surface and, and the research I did, they seemed to have done everything right. They had sponsors. They had the, the, women, the clean, drug-free women, uh, which was really important to them, and the, the founder of the contest. The problem was they had the one they they did not have the one thing that you and I just talked about, which was sponsorship money. Mm. Yeah. And when you you know that almighty dollar can make or break you. Yep. Is there is there a safety net for female bodybuilders? Is there a way to recoup their what's left of their dying sport because let's just call a spade a spade katie it's dying a slow gruesome death it really is yeah um so you're asking how we could keep it alive yeah yeah how do you keep it alive um what do you do how do you uh, how do you get eyeballs and interest into a bunch you know, Bunch of women. How do you do? How do you, Mister and Mrs. Public, mm -hmm. to support that? And it's possible, by the way. And I'm going to prove my point to you, very simply. Mister and Mrs. Public watch professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what I cover. That's what I spent 48 years of my life in pro oh. wrestling. Okay, I've only done two things my whole life, Katie: wrestling and music. That's it. Nice. I worked in the music business and in the wrestling business. So I've been around a lot of jacked up people, men and women, mm -hmm. a lot of people. Mm -hmm. The guys never had a problem. I had guys that wrestled, who bodybuild, who entered contest. Mm -hmm. Just as an interest of full disclosure, my wife's uncle is Joe Teat. If you know that name. Mm -hmm. Don't think so. <laughs> okay. I want you to Google that name. Joe Teat, bodybuilder. Okay. Okay. You'll know who he is immediately when you see him. You'll know him immediately. That's my wife's uncle. Okay. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. And again, if people will tune their eyeballs and their wallets to something as outrageous as professional wrestling, you're smiling because you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Okay. Then why not interest in a legitimate contest between, you know, a healthy, aesthetically, hold on. Physically, aesthetically pleasing. Aesthetically pleasing female bodybuilders. Why not? There, there has to be. There was an audience at one time. Yeah, I, I think people it's, spent it's money on you. Yeah. Why not now? Very, there's a very small percentage of the population that actually likes those freakishly big, shredded, crazy, manly-looking women. There's a very well, small yeah, percentage of the here, population. Here's the thing, though. We're not talking about you know um, Hulk Hogan with tits. Yeah. We're talking about Katie Lee, who yeah. has. Who is aesthetically pleasing and healthy looking, who has biceps and a figure, mm -hmm. who has a pretty face that's not roided out with pock marks from needles. 
right. or any other such stuff. Mm-hmm. And somebody like, um, for example, over oh, the other woman. Hold on, where am I? Here she goes. I got a couple of these names down here. <laughs> it was, uh, oh, um, uh, the, a woman here named, um, how do you say that? I guess it's, um, oh, hell, how do you say that name? I guess it's, uh, it's like Ursula, what is it? The fuck? Hold on. <laughs> Give me a second here. I got to yeah, read yeah. this. Ona Horepka? Ah, uh, I know who, yeah. You know who I'm talking about? Okay. Yep, I know who she is. God, you need a dictionary to pronounce her fucking name. Jesus. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> I never knew how to pronounce it. I knew how to spell it, but I never knew how to say it, so I'm glad you... Well, here, here's the thing, though. She's not outrageous. She, she's a big girl, yes. Jacked up, yeah, but she's got a, She's pretty. She's got a figure. She has pleasing... I love that. Pleasing aesthetics. I got to steal your description to de describe other people now. Right, right. Funny. That's funny shit. <laughs> um, but, you know, you have, there are the blockheads out there. There are the Collettes out there. Mm -hmm. There are the Renee Tonys out there mm -hmm. who are just, you know, massively jacked to the gills. Mm -hmm. And we know that they're taking shortcuts. So don't even try to insult my intelligence or mm -hmm. bullshit me. Because I know better. But right. someone like yourself, you know, who trains hard, you know, who has a healthy diet, who takes supplements, legal supplements, by the way, Correct. and not the illegal shit, yes. not in the dark alley. You actually buy your supplements in a supplement store, Correct. not, not in somebody's trunk of their car. <laughs> right, exactly. They weren't made. So how place. now do you... How do you um, clean up this tarnished image? Of the, how do we do it? I could just continue to do what I do. And that was really one of my original goals when I came into this bodybuilding. Is yeah. to prove that girls can have muscle and they don't have to look like a man and they don't have to take the drugs. So I think subconsciously, as I was training, I knew I wasn't taking what they were taking. So I really think subconsciously I was working that much harder because I felt like I had to close a gap. I felt like the playing field was not level, but my yeah. coach said, don't worry about that. She said, just don't even worry about that. Continue to show up every day. Yeah. Do what I tell you to do, lift the weight I tell you to lift. And I promise you, you're going to be, she called me her protege. She's like, you will be my protege. I promise you. So I said, okay. And she's a two-time Olympic medal holder. Like she knew exactly what she was talking about. So yeah. I'm like, okay, no problem. So I really think that's maybe where I caught up or even maybe past some people is that yeah. I knew I would, but the IFBB doesn't care. You know, they don't ask you that when you're on stage. They don't care about that. So I'm like, all yeah. right, they don't care. Well, I'm not going to care. I just got to make the, you know, close the gap somehow. So sure, you know, more cardio, less cardio, less sleep, more training. I'm up at three 30 in the morning training with my coach by five. Like mm -hmm. that's just what I had to do. But nobody knows that nobody sees that. Nobody cares to ask. They're just like, Oh, she took, let's, let's have that conversation. Let's, let's, uh, let's have that conversation. Let's talk about the healthy lifestyle. We should point out to people mm -hmm. that, you're not just a female bodybuilder. Yes. You are a two-discipline track athlete. You are a uh, North American jiu-jitsu champion. Mm 
You've been involved in karate and jujitsu for a long time. And so uh, walk me through those. Let's just talk about your your uh, your physical disciplines. What do you enjoy when you're not working out besides working out? Uh, well, I, I like to like what are you like, doing your spare time when you're not working out? I'm working out. <laughs> right. I was going to say, if I'm not actually lifting weights, I'm either doing MMA, I'm doing jujitsu or boxing or Muay Thai in my spare time. So I'm really in the gym three times a day. So I'm lifting jujitsu and Muay Thai. Um, and that's really just what I just live a lifestyle of sports. I live it through yeah. what I do on a daily basis. And a lot of people don't realize that, but I, I do like, I'm always doing something. I have a surprise for you. I have a surprise for you. Yeah. The other night I had, you know who Matthew Granahan is? Mm-mm. Do you know that name? I don't okay. think so, no. They call him the King of Connecticut. I'll tell you about him in a minute. Matthew <laughs> is involved heavily with the MMA, the uh, Ultimate Fighters. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the manager of Stefan Bonner. You know who Stefan yes, Bonner is? Yes, I do know. Okay. Yep. UFC guy. Yep. Yeah. Well, I have a surprise for you, Bonner. kiddo. I have, uh, I have an MMA legend coming on the show in about two weeks oh. and i'd like to invite you back for that show oh cool yeah his name is dan the b severn yes okay he will be joining me i also have a show scheduled with stefan bonner That's and so i have cool. a show scheduled with yeah i do yeah his fight and I'll tell you who else. was one of the best ufc fights in history oh my god oh please that's that's me incredible i get like i i get all goose pimply when i talk about ufc yep. fights up yep and <laughs> we've too. got stefan oh hey and here you go the other one two other guys that are coming on i got chuck liddell and chael sonnen what that's awesome yeah and i'd like to invite you back for each of them shows oh cool so, i'd love to Uncle Angelo, give you an open invite anytime you want to come back. That is so cool. Thank you. I'm old. Call me Uncle Angelo now. So, here, <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, you start out in, in high school with the sport. When did, it was clearly basketball first, mm-hmm. uh, running, track and field, that, that sort of stuff. The other thing was jujitsu. I found out today about your jujitsu background and, uh, and karate and uh, and MMA, and so let's talk. Which came first, and which uh, which one of these disciplines bred the other? I think they all kind of fell into one another. Um, once you, why does that not surprise me? <laughs> well, once you become really good at one area, you're like, okay, well, I can take this area, and then I can kind of relate it to the next area. And then that area, okay, well, I kind of, I need a new challenge. So what, what's the next step? Where can I take it next? So they yeah. all kind of link up to each other, you know, basketball. Okay. It's a sport. It's physical, you know, okay. Now we got jujitsu. Okay. Now we got bodybuilding. That's even more of a challenge, you know, because you got to do the dieting too. And that's even more. And then you're yeah. like, okay, what else can I do next to challenge myself? So I think it really just fell into that domino effect of constantly wanting to be challenged and oh, sure. using my strength to a certain areas you know that are going to help me i can use my strength in jiu-jitsu yeah. i can use it in mma um and it's actually cool because bodybuilding really is subjective they don't really care what i lift on stage they don't care about what i perform yeah. in the gym like but now it's like 
jujitsu MMA, it's so measurable that people can say, yep, she won for sure. No debate, hands down. It's not like, oh, the judges liked her more or saw her on some show that they liked. So let me just give her the yeah. first. You know, it's not like that. And that's what I think I really like the most about it is it's actually. I heard something else about you, too. The other thing I heard about Katie Lee, but she gets bored very easy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I, I yeah need that extra. They, they, so, what do you do? This is your your. Here's what they tell me about you. The the elusive they tell me that you bore very easily. I wrote all this shit down, by the way, too. That you bore very easily. That you're always looking for the next thing to do, whatever the hell that means or is. You're always looking for something to do. You're always on the move mm -hmm. to do something. Yeah. Um, but quenching your thirst for something exciting yeah. is an is endless task for you because you're always you're looking for that next thrill. You're like yeah. a thrill seeker. Yes. It's like what happens when the roller coaster is done the ride. Right. I mean Katie stays on the seat and waits yeah. for the next <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm I'll be 34 on September 12th. So like you're getting to that point in life where you know you're you don't want to stop. Like I don't want to stop competing, but let's be honest, I don't have that much longer to be competitively fighting and jujitsu and bodybuilding you know like at a certain point i do have to start a life i need to start a family like i get that part but for now i think i got a good you know four or five years left in me to compete at a high level and i'm gonna yeah. always want to keep this physique i'm gonna work my ass off to keep this as long as i possibly can and that's the great True. part about it is it wasn't synthetically put on like this was put on by just years and years in the gym and tons of weight and tons of reps and i can't even go into how much time i spent in the gym but well again, and the other thing too like, is you know and and you alluded to to this earlier but a lot of this is just nature it's you know you take nature and build upon it if you you if you have nothing to build upon and then you are at the mercy of artificial stimulus. Yes. And you're at the mercy of artificial means. That's problematic. Yes. And that's, I never wanted to become dependent on that. So many of, of these athletes, I'm sure, are dependent upon it. Or they, it's just like a regular drug. It's, it's just like yeah. people want to stop heroin. They want to stop cocaine. Oh, great. But people want to stop steroids. They're like, what? No. Oh, I'm going to lose all my gains. Oh, I can't do that. No way. But you're like, listen, just because you're a yeah. bodybuilder does not mean you need to take steroids. They think they go hand in hand. Like, oh, I'm a bodybuilder now, so I got to start cycling. And it's like, no, bodybuilding's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a mindset. Yeah. It has nothing to do with steroids. I will, and Katie, I will tell you that it's as prevalent in the world of professional wrestling oh, as it is in in body but and in fact to be honest with you probably more so yeah because yeah. these guys are on the road mm -hmm. you know in in you know when wrestling is in full swing these guys are on the road six seven days a week yes they never see the same town twice in a week it's yeah. extremely rare it's hard they're, they're either in a car or on a plane mm -hmm. so the opportunity for them to get into a gym is rare yeah. So they, you know, naturally they take unnatural yeah. supplements to keep that look, that that aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, uh, what what we call in the business 
ring-worthy look. Yes. You have to look a certain way. Yep. Because that's who buys the tickets. The, you know, the men and women who buy tickets and, you know, young teenagers and, you know, people who buy tickets, they want to see somebody that looks like Superman. Exactly. They have okay. to have that look, yeah. There was a very um, well-known female bodybuilder. Uh, I'm sure you knew her, or, or you knew her name anyway. Her name was Joni Lauer. She was no. a wrestler named China. Yes. Now, China, uh, Joni was a, uh, a a very muscular woman mm-hmm. when she yeah. came into the WWF. Mm-hmm. Within a year, they had her stop all of her training. They paid for reconstructive surgery, mm-hmm. and she looked nothing like the bodybuilder that she was. Mm-hmm. In one year, by the way, in one year, mm-hmm. does stopping a uh, a steroid cycle in a year do that much? To take off the muscle from you, does it come off that quickly? I mean, if you completely stop training and you cut back on calories, some protein, you know, the things that keep your muscle and preserve your muscle, I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, if you start maybe yeah. drinking alcohol, it makes you soft. So it's, I think, really well, that, yeah, that's another thing too. Um, but definitely, you know, yeah, she, this poor girl, you know, apparently did, uh, did a lot of stuff to hurt herself, unfortunately. But the biggest thing she did was put this crap into her body. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are under even the best circumstances. That's going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. That's going to hurt you. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what your desire is for the future. Where do you want to see female bodybuilding go? Where does it go for you? And where where does it go for the rest of the country? What happens next? I'm hoping that it can continue to go maybe a little like it can continue to go forward. Of course, we want to build the audience and build the you know popularity with the sport. But I think taking it back down, like backtracking a little bit to like the 80s um, where the women yeah. were a little bit smaller, but they were still mm-hmm. muscular and still lean. And I think aesthetically, it's going to be more pleasing to people and the, the public. You know, let's be honest, you don't have iris kyle on the front of oxygen magazine no it's a very pretty yeah. you know petite kind of muscular a little bit abs you know maybe a vein or two here and there but nothing that's yeah. overpowering you know so i'm hoping it goes back down that 80s route and that's what i wanted yeah. to do was bring that look back. katie do you remember uh are you i don't know if you're old enough to remember but there was a woman um I mean, you may have heard of her her name was krista bach i might know her if i saw her <laughs> okay she was a, a German woman with short black hair named Krista Bach. Check her out when, when we're off the air. Okay. She was the perfect female bodybuilder. Perfect. Not too big, not too small, not too tall, not too short, mm-hmm. not too wide, not too thin. Mm-hmm. She had abs, but she didn't look like, you know, the side of a, a building. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She was the perfect female bodybuilder. Krista Bach, B-A-U-C-H. Mm-hmm. Check it out sometime. Um, here I am. I'm giving you an education. Look at this. Yeah. 
Yeah, that I, mean, I, I know. Hold my, on a second. I know my girls, but hold on a second. Uncle Angelo's proud of himself. Hot damn. <laughs> nice job. So we have to do a couple of things first. So stay with me here. Stay yep. with me here. Gotta tell everybody. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. I want to tell everybody. Let's let's move on. Let's move the microphone. The shirts. Yes. Check the shirts out. That beautiful, right? Yeah. Three for twenty five dollars. Three for twenty five dollars. Any size. We got them. Three for $25. The link and description are below. Mike, come to me. Um, we got them in large, extra large, two, three, and four X. So if you're a big guy or you're Katie Lee and need a four X because your muscles are so big, I got them for you. So there. Three for 25 any size. We have a special show. On September 1st, you might like this, Katie. You might like this a lot. Okay. We have the return of Vince Russo, the former head writer for the World Wrestling Federation, will be joining me. He's coming back, along with Stephen Plim. Now, Stephen Plim, you ask yourself, who the hell is Stephen Plim? Well, let me tell you about Stephen Plim. He's the author of this amazing book called Tiny Tim and Mr. Plim. He was the manager and best friend of the legendary ukulele playing Tiny Tim, tiptoe through the tulips. If you remember who... Yep. Say, see, you're young. I got to teach you stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember. I'm Tiny, before, so Tiny Tim's best friend and manager, Stephen Plim, will be here for part one of a four-part retrospective about Tiny Tim and his life in Hollywood. He has been the agent to some of the biggest stars in the world, and he will he will let the dirt out. He was going to, uh, as they say, let the dog out. Woof, woof. Right. Uh, and Stephen Plim will be here, and we're going to have a good time. On September 3rd, George Anastasia, the famed mob author, We'll be here talking about life in the mafia. Why are we in love with these crazy guys called the mob? What? Why the romanticized notion of the mafia? Where did it come from? Why is it still around all these years later? And is the mob dead or are they making a comeback? We'll find out from George Anastasia. Nice. And a very special... MMA series. We've got, as I mentioned, Dan the Beast Severn, Stephen Bonner, Chuck Liddell, and the King of Connecticut himself, the Granimal, Matthew J. Granahan. We'll be back. Nice. Now, something you might enjoy, Katie. We have a special cooking show. We're actually going to do a cooking show. Nice. <laughs> we're going to do, we're going to cook healthy foods. Substituting ground meat with turkey, ground turkey. Mm -hmm. um, how to enjoy pasta without putting on the, the pounds and calories. We're going to talk about protein-enhanced pastas, mm -hmm. um, low-carb pastas. How about that stuff? Mm -hmm. We're going to, to talk about substituting certain, uh, certain meats for others and uh, how to enjoy your tomatoes without... Uh, the acidity of it killing your stomach. We're lots of good stuff. Oh my god, I'm getting hungry talking about. It. I know, right? <laughs> oh, please. I love food. 
You and I are the only two people on a Friday night home doing nothing. Right? Look at us. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the fight tomorrow. That's all. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. So tell everybody about Katie Lee. Where can they find you? How can they get a hold of you and uh, social media, appearances, all that kind of stuff? Yes. I do have a website that's up and running, uh, kleemade.com, K-L-E-E-M-A-D-E.com. Uh, it's just yeah. a very basic site. Got some training programs on there, a little bit of merchandise. Um, Instagram, of course, is a very huge platform, uh, at klee024. I do have an athlete page on Facebook uh, that I do try to post on. So really, I think through yeah. those avenues, you can easily connect. Well, I know your Instagram is huge. It's, it's very extensive. And there's, I want to tell people, uh, Katie's Instagram is loaded with training tips, training videos, yep. uh, inspirational stuff, a lot of inspirational stuff. This yep. is a young lady that takes her, her training seriously. She's a, a no nonsense, no bullshit kind of girl. I like that about her. Um, you have to forgive me. I'm old school. I still say girl. Jeez. That's okay. But yeah, I wanted I want people to know I'm putting you over because you're one of the well, you're one of the good people Thank in you. female bodybuilding. And there's a there's a lot of them still left. They're hard to come by. But yeah, you know, we're we're a dying breed. But yeah. I know that we can still push and I got some years left in me so I don't want to tap out yet you know I really want people to understand that there's a right way to do this and the guys too I tell them the same thing you know you don't have to take that crazy route you know I just had a 19 yeah. year old kid today that I had a video call with that I was stressing to him about building yeah. a foundation like if you're building a house you need to lay the bricks the right way the first time don't lay them all messed up and pouring all this glue and weird shit all over it just to get it sure. to stay you know it's just it takes time and it takes patience. Well, you know, Katie, the most important thing about building your house is the foundation. Yes. You've got to have a solid foundation and that's your body. That yeah. means you got to take care of your body. You have to, uh, you know, you you have to really give it the attention it needs. Now, here I am, you know, 62 years old, quit smoking, okay. finally quit smoking. I actually lost weight. Oh. Now... It's funny because my body is paying me back now for all them years of abuse. I yeah. quit smoking. I'm I'm detoxing like crazy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh man. It'll get worse. And, and I was better. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you what. It, you know, it's funny because it's the detoxing almost makes you want to have a cigarette. Oh, my bad. If you give into that, if you give, I'm gonna tell people if you can, if I can stop smoking. Listen to me. I want to tell you seriously, straight shoot. If I can stop, you can stop. Because I smoked for 38 years. I'm going to tell you straight up. Straight up. If I can do it, you can do it. I just, one day I said, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Uh -huh. I put it down. I'm done. That's it. No more. Good for you. And I haven't looked back. And it's been almost two months now. Good job. Congratulations. And and here's the best part, Katie. I don't even get the urge anymore. Yep. The first couple of weeks I did bad. Bad. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's well, I'll tell everybody that the Katie League will definitely be back. I will I will guarantee she'll be back. I give you that promise with her sitting here. Yes. I'm telling you now. 
She come. You're coming back, kiddo. You're coming back. <laughs> I will. For all the UFC guys, you got to bring me back. We'll, we'll do oh that. my God! Yes, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Absolutely, for sure. So don't hang up after we're done. So I'm gonna tell everybody. Wrestling with the Future now has a dedicated YouTube channel. Thank you for over 2 million downloads worldwide. 139 platforms across the globe. Seven commercial radio stations. Three international television stations. Thank you to Robert Whitaker in uh, England. Thank you to our friends Amy in Canada. Skynet Canada. We love you up there. Thank you so much. And... Uh, we, uh, we're starting a new episode next week, a new segment. It's called Cryptic Corner. For all of you, you know, ghost hunters out there, you guys that like Bigfoot and the Chupacabra and Mothman and all that kind of crazy shit, guess what? We, we got the, the mother load for you. Next week, we're going to dump it all on you. So join us next week for Cryptic Corner. So. For my co-host, Dan the Man Sebastiano, who has the night off. For Jason the Bearded Sensation, who has the night off. Flying solo tonight. I'm Psychic Angelo. Take care, everybody, and happy wrestling. Bye-bye. Thank you.